0: On the Hard Rocker Sports Network from K Tech 91.3 this is Hard Rocker Huddle your podcast home for South Dakota Mines Athletics. Um It was good. I actually lived a lot of places before I lived in Iowa so I grew up a little bit in Wisconsin and then I grew up a little bit in Iowa and golf is really popular in both states, definitely in Wisconsin and um my uh my dad got me into the sport, and my mom taught me really how to work hard. So did my dad too, but my dad was big on the sports.
1: Sure. What kind of? Uh, just out of curiosity, what made you move around a little bit from Wisconsin to Iowa?
0: Um, my dad's job. Okay. So he works in the banking industry, just changing positions every couple of years.
1: Sure. And then uh, when you were younger, you kind of mentioned your dad being an influence and in getting into sports. When did you kind of start getting interested in sports? And initially, I'm sure you were probably involved in more than just golf. What kind of sports did you play?
0: Oh, yeah. My my parents put me through the ringer with all the sports. They put me through football and basketball and golf and baseball and everything. And um, Basketball and golf stuck. Um, that actually ended up being... My, those were the two sports my dad played when he was in school. Um, and my dad is just huge on sports. He, You could ask any question about any sport. He's probably going to know the answer. So he, he really pushed for me to play sports. And I got into golf when I was really young. Like, we have videos from when I was probably like three or four wow. hitting little plastic balls around the house. Um, so I've been in golf for a long time. And I also played basketball up and through high school.
1: Sure. Uh, what kind of, you mentioned football younger, what kind of made you stick with basketball and golf?
0: Um, I don't really know. I mean, I'm obviously tall, so <laughs> that helped in the basketball aspect. But golf was just, I happen to be good at it, and it's what my, my family liked to do. And so I just kept at it. My dad always gives me crap because... I'm built like a linebacker, so I should have played football, but I just, I enjoyed golf more.
1: Sure. Sure. Um, and then you mentioned kind of your high school career. What kind of success did you guys have basketball-wise? And then did you play in state? How did you do, did, were you able to qualify for state tournaments in golf?
0: Um, surprisingly, we did not find a lot of success in golf. We Never made it to state in my four years that I was there, which was really disappointing we We had a lot we had some really close calls we uh my junior year we missed by one and that that was the year i played i played four holes and ten over and we missed by one and so looking back on it, I like to
1: blame yourself blame blame
0: myself a little bit for that one i i hang hang my head a lot when we talk about that year, but we were good we had Um, we had three, three kids, me and two buddies. We were obviously all in the same grade and we were all really good sticks. Um, all three of us went on to play college golf club or actually on the team. So we were, we were all really good. We just never could put it together when it mattered, unfortunately. And then, um, basketball, I got really lucky and happened to play with, uh, probably the best basketball player to ever come out of Iowa Um, so we made it to state our senior year and that was a lot of fun fortunately didn't make it out of the unfortunately we didn't make it out of the first round Um, but it was still a really cool experience just going to state playing in. I think it was the Wells Fargo Arena in Des Moines just in front of three four thousand people it was crazy
1: yeah who was the guy you played with in Iowa
0: uh, Joe Wieskamp. Okay. He yeah. uh yeah. he had a solid of Iowa now, right? He actually he had a solid three year career at Iowa and he's now plays for the Austin Spurs. Okay. So he got he got drafted by the San Antonio Spurs and now plays for the Austin Spurs.
1: Sure, yeah, I bet that was kinda cool to play with you know do you still have a relationship with him at all? Like did you know him pretty well?
0: Um, unfortunately no. We um once we got out of college, you know, we went our separate ways. So I I think I sent him a. He hit a game winner or something. They played Tennessee my freshman year um, in the NCAA tournament, and they either they've either beat them or they had some big win back in 2019. And I sent him a text, and I just told him, hey, keep keep doing what you're doing. I I know I don't talk to you a lot, but um, we're we're watching even in South Dakota. Um, so, and he responded, said thanks and. The whole night, so it's cool. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool. um So, what then? Going, getting into college, were you kind of choosing between basketball or golf, or did you kind of know early on that golf was probably what you were going to play? And what was your recruiting process like?
0: I didn't start recruit. I didn't think I was going to play college sports until like the end of my junior year of high school. I got into the recruiting scene really late, um, just because I couldn't make up my mind. I was kind of had this love-hate relationship with golf towards the end of my high school career because we had had such a good team and seen pretty little success. So I was like, you know, is it worth it kind of thing? And after we lost by one, or didn't lose by one, but after we missed state by one, I was like, man, this just makes me want to play more. And I realized I only had one year left, and I was like, I that doesn't work. So I just, I really wanted to keep playing. Um... Didn't look too much into the basketball side of things. I had, I was decent enough that I could get recruited, but I never looked into it. My, my knees and just, I had a lot of body issues that didn't want me to play basketball. So, golf was the low low injury risk uh, sport that just kept me coming back.
1: Sure. And then what kind of, what brought you to South Dakota Mines? Well, did you know kind of early on that you wanted to be an engineer? Or did you know anything about the school at all? And what other schools maybe were you considering?
0: Um, I didn't know I wanted to be an engineer until I found out about engineering. I knew when I was looking for like potential degrees and stuff like that, I really love making stuff and designing and creating and that kind of process, but I didn't know engineering existed or mechanical engineering existed and was really that until my junior or senior year of high school. So once I figured that out, then it was easy for my mom and I to start narrowing down colleges being like, all right, mechanical engineering is what I want to major in, and then I also want to play golf. And, you know, South Dakota Mines, you're going to get a pretty good engineering degree. And you can also play golf while you're here, so it fit the bill pretty, pretty darn good.
1: Sure. Initially, when you came here, you were probably here maybe two coaches before Coach Wheeler. Just
0: no. So I, I got here. I was recruited by Ty. Okay. And Ty was my coach my first year here, and then he moved on to bigger and better things, and Wheeler stepped
1: in. So what was that kind of like, switching coaches, you know, the summer between your freshman and sophomore year, and what was the adjustment like with Coach Wheeler?
0: Um, I had already done the coach switch thing in high school, so I had a coach for my first two years of high school, and then a new coach stepped in and was my coach for junior and senior year. So I've I had already been through the whole coach switch thing, so the change in power, I guess, and a coach doesn't really step in and know everything right away. So you got to give him a little time to, you know, understand like the process of every kid and understand the process of the team and how things used to be. And so, um, Wheeler, we gave Wheeler that time. He's understood, you know, this is how things go. Like, this is how we stuff, how we practice, how we play, how we act on the golf course. Like that's, he's, has since figured it out and now he's able to, um, coach, I guess that's, that's the word I'm looking for.
1: Uh, sure. And then kind of early on, you know, there hasn't historically, there has not been a ton of success with this program, but since he kind of stepped in, there's been some, you know, there's been some success, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you got golfer of the week once this fall. Um, there's been three top 15 men's scoring averages, one of those is you as well. Sorry to keep. <laughs> oh, <you're laughs> um, good. Three top fifteen women's scoring averages, a couple team wins, some individual wins. What has it kind of been like to see that, you know, that process start to take take hold and just be part of that kind of rebuild and success?
0: Um, it's been interesting. We've all so I came in as an, in a recruiting class of seven kids, and so. Unfortunately, only five of us are on the team now, so one transferred, and one is still at the school, but doesn't play anymore. But being able to see everybody grow over these past four years, we've all developed our golf games in different ways, and we all have different skills, and we all came in with different skills, but you know, the skills we came in with maybe aren't the same skills we have now. So. Just seeing everybody develop over the years, and obviously now we've gotten more competitive. We've added some pretty really talented um, freshmen and sophomores, and we've just been able to start putting stuff together and being able to be a little more competitive and consistent when we play. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. And then the fall, you you had it was a pretty good pretty good fall season, but there was maybe some couple rounds where you'd have one good round and then maybe a second round that wasn't as good Mm -hmm. um how do you kind of improve that consistency going into the spring here next week um just
0: practice i mean golf is such a such a hard sport you just you just got to keep practicing you can never if you're doing one thing good one week and one thing bad and you only work on the thing you did bad the next week it's not going to be the same. Like everything, everything changes week to week. So it's being able to control what you can control and being able to, it sounds so much easier because it's like, just do it every week. But it's, it's so much harder than that because you just have to put in the time to make sure that you're consistent and you can do what you're capable of doing every week instead of just doing what you're good at or working on things that you're not good at, such that you're good at it the next
1: week, it's a whole thing. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) And then what do you kind of have to do this spring to continue that growth from the fall, both individually and as a team?
0: Um, Be patient is the first thing. Um, Coming out of the winter is always hard because it's really inconsistent. Like, we're lucky enough that we get days that it's 60 or 55 out and we can actually go to the golf course, but we do spend a lot of time indoors and indoors to outdoors is totally different so just kind of jumping into the ocean at the beginning of the season here you you don't really know what you're going to be doing with the golf ball you don't really know what you're going to be doing on the golf course cuz the indoor it translates a little bit but it's never fully accurate so you you have to give yourself time to adjust to playing outdoors actually walking from shot to shot um so just being patient is a big thing
1: yeah it's obviously it's nice to have that the indoor simulators but it it doesn't quite match up with actually physically being out on the course Mm -hmm. um so you start out pretty quick um next week you're headed to vegas to play in the warrior invitational how excited are you to you know just get back to being out on the course again getting some warm weather
0: Hugely excited. Could not be more excited. Um, it's going to, I mean, weather's going to be great. It has to be great. It can't be bad. Um, and then just playing golf outside and being able to enjoy time with the team and, um, yeah, just seeing the ball fly. It'll be really a lot of fun.
1: What are your uh, kind of expectations, both, as a team and individually going into this first meet and then how do you kind of carry that over throughout the spring season
0: um compete we like you said we've struggled with being competitive in the past but we've started to see more success and we just want to keep adding to that we want to keep building we want to keep beating our MAAC teams which we have we've struggled with in the past um, We've we've started to do it more often we've been able to compete and beat these teams that have historically beat us. Um, So we're feeling pretty good um, because now we know we can do it. And now we know we can keep getting better and we can start moving up the ladder sort of thing.
1: Yeah, you have some pretty good talent on the team. And as a team, too, you seem to be pretty cohesive and everyone kind of has the same... You know, you all want to get to kind of the same place, which is important. Um what what do you feel like maybe your goals, you know, along obviously you're you're a senior, so you won't be here next year, but what do you th- where do you see maybe the future of the program going and how, how proud are you to, you know, be a part of that? Um future of the program
0: is uh we've got a lot of young guys. We've got we've got three sophomores and four freshmen right now. So just making sure that they can learn from us older guys, making sure that we're leaving them with good, like we're influencing them in positive ways. We're not teaching them bad habits. We're not teaching them bad, anything negative. We want to make sure that we're building them up. We're we're interacting with them in positive ways such that, you know, they want to stay here, they want to continue competing, they want to and then they want to get better.
1: So um yeah, you you have another home event this spring. You had one in the fall. Um how much is a of a difference is it to be able to play, you know, on your home course so to speak compared to having to travel and does that give you any kind of advantage?
0: Um it definitely does. We've been um, us older guys have been at Arrowhead for like three years now, so we know we know every tree, we know every every limb, we know every blade of grass. We know a a lot about that golf course, so we've got a lot of knowledge that we're able to pass on to these younger kids, and we're um you know, there's a lot of slopes at Arrowhead that you know you don't know if you're just coming in from out of town, so it's a huge advantage being able to play a home course um, because you've spent so much time there. And then, you know, kids coming from out of town are going to have to adjust really quickly versus we can just take the knowledge that we've built up over these past couple of years and just apply it.
1: Yeah. And you've won a couple times there, I believe, not this year, but I think 2021 season, I guess it would have been the COVID year mm-hmm. in the fall. I believe you won at least once and mm-hmm. won a couple other tournaments too so yeah obviously there's been some growth since you've been here which is important how much have you enjoyed just being a part of that being a part of the golf team it's
0: been it's been a lot of fun um, you know we coach has a he's got a whiteboard in his in his office that keeps track of who's he recruiting who's signed and it's always it's always fun to you know pick his brain a little bit and be like all right who who'd you sign who who's coming in who, what competition are we gonna have coming in next year and he'll happily tell you you know "Oh, this person hits it forever this kid's gonna compete right away he he keeps his he he wants to keep everybody on their toes so you know even though we've all us seniors or or i guess are us older guys have been here for four years he's He's gonna bring in. Comp- he's gonna bring in kids that can compete and keep us older guys on our toes.
1: Yeah, just having that competition, I'm sure, is helpful just to motivate you a little right. bit. Huge. Um, so going into the, uh, some of the other stuff, um, what has your experience been like here academically? I know you're in SAC as well. Why Why did you decide to get into SAC, and what What do you like about SAC, and what's for people who maybe don't know, what do you what what is the purpose of SAC?
0: Um, yeah, so SAC is the Student Athlete Advisory Committee. Um, we, I can't remember the full shtick that is our motto, but it, it's something along the lines of we want to maintain a good. Um, we want to help out in the community. We want to make a difference on campus, and we want to make sure athletes are well represented. Um, so we do a whole bunch of stuff we I've I've been lucky enough to help out with halftime activities so I work closely with Cassie um and put together halftime activities to help get students to the game help build the student section for you know basketball sometimes football but not really um, volleyball and soccer and then I also helped with um, the hours of CERBEC's dinner hours were not accommodating for student athletes. We would have a lot of cross-country runners and golfers who would go out to practice later at night and or they would stay late because, or they just you know they wanted to practice because that's what they want to do. But they would get back and they wouldn't, would not be open. And so we wanted to help accommodate for those students and we were lucky enough to help change the hours there. So we, we do a really anything that helps us um, build the community, help help the community, and then help the student-athletes.
1: Sure, and then in addition to that, you're, I believe we talked about this already, but you're a mechanical engineering major? That's correct. Um, so what do you, what kind of initially got you into mechanical engineering, and what is what have you enjoyed about being in that major the last four years?
0: Um. Like I said like, like I said earlier I love 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 making stuff. I love being able to put parts together. I love being able to formulate creative ideas and being able to to have some tangible thing in front of you that you can say I made this. And mechanical engineering is just that. I mean, I've put I've had so many projects we made my sophomore year we made uh, in our sophomore design class we made a automatic plant watering system where you know you read the how dry or how wet the soil is whatever right um so it's been a lot of projects it's been a lot of um a lot of what I wanted to do it's been a lot of creating and being creative and design and um understanding how to make things better
1: yeah and then um what kind of internships and job-related experience have you had while you've been here?
0: Um, so I interned with a company in my hometown called GPC, which stands for Grain Processing Corporation. I'll give you a one guess as to what they do: it's processed grain. Um, so they take they. Uh, I was a project manager in their starch division, um, where I did anything from map out the piping in buildings to, um, you know. It was like a it was a it was a moisture sensor for the, the starch that they were making. So I was you know putting in sensors in part of the building I was, we were doing piping diagrams. I was doing a whole bunch of stuff just as a project manager for them. And then I've also worked at a golf course, shocker, while I've been at school, and um, that's helped me with also being, a, being a manager because. I've worked in a bag room and I've also worked in the pro shop where I've had to manage the kids in the bag room. So being able to get the experience on both ends of the table, I can go to employers and say, you know, I have, I have experience managing projects. I have experience managing, um, not subordinates, but like younger kids or people who are doing stuff for you. I have experience in both of those aspects. So I can, if you need me to do either of those things, I can do it. Um, so, and then obviously being at school is like a project manager because you've got a million projects going on at all times. So, um, yeah, you get a lot of experience managing time and stuff like that while you're here at school.
1: Yeah. You kind of mentioned a couple things that when I, when I was in school at my school, it was nowhere near this rigorous. So I couldn't even imagine trying to be an athlete here, plus going to school, Plus, you know, succeeding academically. I believe you had a 4.0 last semester.
0: Yes, I did. And you're like
1: three five ish total. Mm-hmm. How have you been able to, you know, just manage your time and stay organized and been able to accomplish those things?
0: Um, It was t- definitely a learning process. I came in not knowing how to manage my time whatsoever. I was, I, I came in and I was really kind of lost. I was trying to figure out, you know, how do I manage, I want to play golf every day. I want to go to the golf course and spend 12 hours there. But, you know, I do have to go to class, which is just awful. No. Um, so it's it's definitely a learning curve. You know, you, you make a calendar, whether I use an app on my phone to keep track of, you know, what do I have going on in the day? Some people have, you know, tangible things they write out, they leave themselves post-it notes. It's um, you just figure it out really, I mean, once you understand that, alright, you've got classes and you've got workouts and you've got you've got to be able to put in time to practice every day, um, you just start to build this idea of, you know, I can manage, alright, if I've got an hour break, I can, I can go home, eat lunch, be back on campus, I can, I can do this kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, it's definitely something. If you haven't done it before it's definitely a learning curve and then if you've done
1: it before you you get to get really good at it sure and then what kind of um just going into kind of mental health that's something that's pretty important for athletes especially you know the amount of time you guys spend in your sports in your classes what do you do personally to just take a little bit of care of your mental well-being um
0: golf is a great escape golf is i mean you get to be out outside you can just be by yourself throw music in you can really just kind of get into your own space and that helps a lot that's one of the reasons i fell in love with golf so much was because you know, after school got done in high school, I could go to the golf course until eight o'clock at night, and I could just do my own thing. I could be free in a sense. Um, and then, if I'm being totally honest, I have some friends who have dogs, and dogs are awesome. So I spend a lot of time with those friends of mine who do have pets, and just an animal helps can help you get through anything because they don't they don't care how your day went. You can. They just want to play, they just want to snuggle, they just want to do whatever. So that that always brightens my day when I get to hang out with my friends and their pets.
1: Yeah, obviously playing golf, you know, it's an outside sport. The sun, it's a huge mental, it's a huge advantage to have that. Mm -hmm. Your sport be a mental escape, so to speak. Yeah. What do you, what kind of hobbies, when you do have a little bit of free time, what kind of things do you like to do outside of, you know, golf, outside of school, outside of the hanging out with dogs? (laughs) Um, I love hiking.
0: So on top of golf being outside, I love just being outside in general. Um, hiking's really great, especially here. The Black Hills are amazing. And even if you can't get to the Black Hills, you, you don't have enough time it's going out to the black hills is kind of a day thing but you're we've got some great just trails here in rapid which is crazy to think about because you've got you've got founders park you've got dinos park you've got um canyon lake you've got some really fun just walking paths hiking trails here in rapid that you can take a break for even an hour and you can get out of the house you can go just exist and you don't have to worry about anything so Hiking's a big one, and then um, I play some video games. Me and my friends, me and my roommates, I should say, we we play Wii Sports a lot. Sure. Sure. Um, so that gets a little competitive. Um, that helps too. Just
1: play some of that Wii golf too, where you <laughs> stick to the. Others oh man, I am the- <laughs> I am
0: so good at Wii golf. You you have no idea. Um, yeah, it's yeah we. If we ever need to take a take a breather or just enjoy ourselves for an hour or two, we'll throw in, throw on in the Wii and play, sport, play video games in general, really. Sure.
1: Um, we kind of already talked a little bit about the academic stuff, but uh, you mentioned you do have a job lined up already. Can you tell us a little bit just well, where you're going to be, what type of job you're going to have?
0: Yeah, so I am lucky enough to work. F- I will be lucky enough to work for Epic medical software when I graduate. I will be a technical solutions engineer um, which will help with, um, it will help maintain a good standing with customers, so customers being um, really any medical facility that uses the Epic software as well as um, I guess just nurses and doctors in general. Um, so it'll maintain a, help maintain a good standing between us and them as well as Help develop new software and assist in project management. Um, that'll be in Wisconsin, Madison, Madison, Wisconsin. Oh my goodness! Um, and one of the big one of the big pulls for me to go there was actually I have a lot of family there, so um, it wasn't something I had originally thought myself to be doing once I graduated. I I know I talk a lot about creating and making stuff, so you know, software is a huge change from that but um they seem like a great company i really i really like their values that they pushed while i was interviewing and then just being able to be close to home close to family and madison's a great area too really beautiful so it was it was it seemed like the right right decision to get a job there
1: sure you mentioned epic software can you talk a little bit about what epic software is what what it does yeah
0: absolutely so they are the leading manager of patient information or patient documents in the united states um so the original reason they were created was because a nurse found a connection a nurse in flint michigan found the connection between um children having symptoms and um the high lead levels in the water. So that was the main reason Epic started was because, you know, if you have this large amount of documentation that, you know, can show you patterns or some sort of, some sort of, um, how the community is being affected, you can apply all of it. And so, um, Epic does a lot of patient record management. They do a lot of, um, that's all, about all I can remember off the top of my head. Um, they they use the patient information for a lot of stuff, and then they do a lot of. Um, it's funny we actually use Epic software in the athletic department for the the trainers. They sent me a link to it's called MyChart, and because I was you know receiving some certain treatment, and MyChart is through Epic, and so the trainers here use Epic to help keep athletes, you know they're making sure they're getting the right prescriptions, making sure they're getting the right treatment, stuff like that.
1: Sure. Interesting. I think other, obviously other medical providers have my charts and stuff too. So I'll have mm-hmm. to look next time I see one and see if that's through Epic as well. Mm-hmm. Probably is. Um, so obviously you've been here four years. You're about to graduate here in May. When you kind of look back at your time here, what do you think are the things that you've enjoyed most or maybe most proud of?
0: um definitely how I've developed just as a person in general um like we talked about the whole managing time thing I'm I don't want to say I'm a pro by any standards but I'm I'm so much better at managing my time I'm so much better at communicating with people through email through to my groups that I'm in for classes I'm I've developed so much as a person that it's funny to look back at, you know, emails I sent when I was a freshman or a senior in high school. I'm like, "Oh my god, those were awful." Um so it's it's been fun to look back and see how much I've progressed just as a just as an adult. Just being able to control myself on the golf course, being able to apply myself in the classroom, just that whole You know, you grow up when you're in college. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's one of the main things I think college is for, on top of actually teaching you things. It teaches you how to, you know, problem solve, and it teaches you how to be more organized and just be a better adult, I guess, kind of what you were saying. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you were to talk to somebody who was maybe a senior in high school who wasn't sure where they wanted to wasn't sure where they wanted to go to school yet what would you say about South Dakota mines um,
0: do you like knowing how things work because you're gonna if you if you come here you're gonna find out how you design buildings how you know every little aspect of engineering works and whether you're a mechanical engineer or a chemical engineer, you're gonna you're gonna learn a lot is the thing is you you learn a lot while you're here and the professors care a lot I know I'm lucky enough to have my advisor as a professor this semester and he cares so much about making sure everybody in the class is learning what they're supposed to be learning making sure that everybody is keeping up with the class and the classes are small enough that he can do that. He knows everybody by name, which is amazing. There's you know twenty kids in the class, and he could point to everyone and tell them, "Hey, Joe, like, how you doing?" Um, so just the small class sizes are amazing because the professors can actually get to know you. They can help you. They can, um, they can teach a lot better because they don't have to teach to hundreds of students to this huge lecture hall. Um, so that's, that's a huge pull here for minds. And then, yeah, you just learn, you learn a lot. There's, you get put through a lot of projects, you get put through a lot of, a lot of different ways to learn and you learn how to adapt. So, yeah,
1: sure. And then kind of this along those same lines for a freshman who's maybe struggling a little bit, what would your advice be to them to be able to, you know, stick through it and finish here?
0: Um don't be afraid to ask for help it's it's you're gonna f- feel a lot worse if you don't ask for help than you know if you just take like the five seconds to overcome the fear of asking for help um, office hours are great just sending an email helps a lot um, professors are w- really willing to help um, yeah they professors really want to see you exceed and they want to help and just asking just asking for help even if it's from like a, a classmate or somebody they, it it always makes you feel a lot better because you you reached out you opened yourself up to you know i did, i you can get stuff done on your own but it's it's a lot harder if you don't know what you're doing so being able to ask for help helps you open yourself up and it helps you learn a lot more
1: all right. I don't have any other questions for you today, Bryce. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, good luck next week in Vegas. Hopefully, you guys you know come back and get some momentum for the season. Yeah. Thank you.